Lord, we love you. And we rest our lives in you now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we quiet ourselves to hear the whispers of heaven. Thank you. Thank you. Let your word go forth now. clarity let it lodge in our spirits and bring forth fruit in the name of Jesus Amen couldn't have asked for a better song. I couldn't have asked for the Lord ushering in his spirit in any other way because he's faithful. Had to take my shoes off <laughs> because when the Lord comes in like that, you know, you're standing on holy ground. And I reflected on uh, this as I was uh, informed by the office this week about this moment. And I said, um, Lord, um, I stand behind a sacred desk before a sacred people. And God's people are sacred. You are sacred. And you own that because you're his. So the scripture was read, and uh, the, the story, the narrative, is not anything that we are not unfamiliar with, the death of Lazarus. Um, but I just want to reiterate a few points, and I just want to have a very brief word of prayer for myself as I stand here. So Lord, I pray that you honor your word. I thank you for being the lover of my soul, and I pray that you would allow your word to go out and accomplish what you set it out to do because your promise is that it will not come back void. So even though I am just a conduit or a little servant, um, I pray that you would honor your huge word because it's big 
It's powerful. It's strong. It's anointed all by itself. And so we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Lazarus was sick. Sick. Have you ever noticed that when people are extremely sick, today, a lot of times, in our family, our neighborhoods, our friends, our relatives, they won't say they're dying. They'll say they're sick. Maybe you should go see them. They're at home, or they're at the hospital, or they're in the nursing home, but they're very sick. Some people respond this way because it takes or it makes the inevitable much more easy to bear. But when someone is dying, they are in transition. And if you don't catch it or read between the lines, you will show up at the house or the hospital or the funeral parlor too late. Jesus was late. I'll say it again. Jesus was late. Martha and Mary had gotten a message to him. It doesn't say how they got it to him. But they got a message to him that said, the one that you love is sick. Yes. He's sick. Yes. But they got a message to him that said, he said, well, this sickness is not unto death. (laughs) Maybe not to Jesus. But when he got there, two days later, Lazarus had been dead four days. Yes. He said to his disciples before he made that trek, let's go back to Judea. See, he wasn't in Judea. He wasn't even in Bethany. He had a contract out on his life, and the disciples felt it best that he get out of town. So he was out of town when the message came to him. But after those two days... He said, let's go back to Judea. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were no strangers to Jesus. They were his intimate friends. Mm-hmm. He ate at their home. Mm-hmm. He slept in one of their beds. Yep. And he fellowshiped there. Yes. He was only two miles away. And yet it took two days for him to show up when he finally made the decision that he needed to return to Judea. His disciples wondered, why are you going back? Don't you know they're out to get you? Don't you know the Jews are out to get you? They're going to kill you. I'm reminded of others who went back. God told Hagar, return to your mistress. Be submissive to her. I remember a prodigal son who said, you know what? I'm going back home. When you go back, 
It doesn't mean that you will find things as they have been before. Some things might be familiar, but other things will not. Once Sarah had Isaac, Hagar and Ishmael would soon be dismissed. The father accepted his son back, but the brother did not. When Jacob made plans to amends with Esau, he didn't know if he would be killed or not. So he put the singers in front, he put the wives in front, (laughs) everybody in front, (laughs) gifts in front, and then he proceeded to go meet his brother, who he had schemed and connived against. Yes, yes. They hugged. They wept on each other's necks, according to the King James Version. But they departed in two separate ways. Going back does not mean that all will be well once you get there. Jesus went back to Judea. Why did he go back? Well, first of all, he went back that God might be glorified. It wasn't about him. First and foremost, it was about his father. And he always pointed back to the father. Secondly, why did he go back? That he would be known as the resurrection and the life. See, when he got there, Martha said to him, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he had said already that this death is not unto, or this sickness is not unto death. But she said, he's dead. And I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection because I believe in that. I'm not a Sadducee. I believe in life after death. But he wanted uh, them to know that he was the resurrection and the life. Another thing, the Jews did not get embalmed. So think about it today. Sometimes people die, supposedly. If they're in the morgue, And if they haven't been autopsied, you might hear something in one of those drawers. Just keeping it real. Because sometimes people are not dead. So what the Jews would do is they would let the body stay at least three days. So that fourth day, it was safe to say that he was dead. Wanted to make sure he was dead. Okay, see, no autopsy. That means the blood doesn't get drawn out. They don't put all the chemicals in. It's just natural. That's why they get buried so quickly once they die today. All right? So the second reason why he came back, he wanted them to know that he was the resurrection and the life. Finally, the reason why he came back is because he wanted his disciples and others to believe in him. Mm -hmm. I mean to really believe in him. 
not just on the surface, not just because they saw miracles being performed, not just because he had a great following, but because he's the son of God. Yes. Yes. He's the son of God. And sometimes we forget he's human because we deify him so much. Nothing wrong with that. He is the son of God. But he was also in the flesh. He experienced everything, every temptation that we do. But he was without sin. Martha says to him, Jesus, if you had been here, my, father, my brother would not have died. Right. Sometimes we chastise Jesus. Well said. He didn't move quick enough for us. Well said. Well said. He was late. We had to take matters into our own hands because we couldn't wait for him. So when he shows up, we say, well, Jesus, you took too long. You were late. I couldn't wait. So I had to move on my own. Jesus is never late. Now, while Martha was running to meet Jesus to tell him off in a nice way, and remember, they're friends, okay? Right. Friends. They're friends. Uh-huh. He wasn't a stranger to them. That's so right. she could, she could kind of sort of lay him out, which she did in a nice way. Mary, on the other hand, says she stayed at home. She didn't even bother to come. She heard Jesus was there. He didn't show up. My brother's dead. I ain't coming. Aren't we like that too? Jesus didn't show up. He didn't answer my prayer. He wasn't quick enough. I'm going to church. I'm not praying. Why have to pray? He didn't answer. Then Mary gets the whisper in the ear. Mary, Jesus is here. And and the scripture says she rushed out of the house. Right. All of a sudden now, hello, Jesus. She rushes out of the house to go meet Jesus. You know what she said? Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Their circumstance had become larger than God. Like Lazarus, the world is sick. My God, my God. In need of the Savior. He has come and has offered himself as the sustaining life that we all need. Yes, yes. By way of his dying on the cross. As he double backs time and time again, as he comes back time and time again for you, for me, for the stranger, 
I said, as he doubles back. That Double means back. he was someplace else. Yeah. Doubles back. But you were doing something else. So now he has to double back and come back to see about you because you're not doing what you should be doing. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing, but he has to double back a second time for you because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But then we get upset with him because he didn't come back in time enough. We had to make that decision without his consultation. Don't dismiss his timely arrival into your circumstance. See, it's not untimely to him. It's right on time. It's untimely for you because you don't know his time. And I don't know his time. But for Jesus, he is right on time. And another thing, one can't move forward unless you go back. You cannot go forward until you go back. Now, some people say, oh, whatever's in my past is back there. I'm not going back. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be reminded. That's why you're stuck in that same spot. Because you got to go back. Jesus went back. When Jesus was in the temple teaching in Jerusalem and his parents went home, what did they do? They went back. Yeah. So there's something about that. You have to go back. So that means whatever is in your past, whatever you haven't dealt with, Whatever you haven't given to God, all right? You got to go back and deal with it. You cannot go forward until you go back. The thing I love about it is when you do go back, he's already there. And he's helping you deal with all the issues that are back there. So once you deal with it, once you pray about it, once you give it to him, once you say hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and you move forward, then you can go forward. And you can then leave it there and let him take care of it. Whatever the situation is that we find ourselves in, know that Christ desires to be glorified in it. That means... If you're going through a hard time at home, means if you've lost a loved one, it means if you lost your job, it means if you lost your relationship, it means if you lost all your cash, it means if they came and took your car, it means if you don't have a place to go, it means if your children don't have a place to go and they're coming back home. That whatever situation you find yourselves in, Christ is in the midst of that situation. My God, my God, my God, my God. Very true. So, that being said, we need to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. 
I love this new um, fast that we're doing for the 40 days. Because it's more than just about food. Because some of us have been doing the food thing for a long time, and we haven't gotten any place else. We haven't moved forward. We haven't gone back. But every time that comes around, we're doing the food. We'll do the Daniel fast. We'll do the other fast. We'll fast from television. We'll fast from electronics sometimes. We'll fast from the food, the sweets, the sugar, the coffee, everything. But we will not fast against the sin. We hold on to that. Yes, yes, yes. But Jesus is saying, you need to fast. You need to fast that. And so that's why I like this new fast. So I didn't have to worry about the food. Because I'm, I'm not doing the food. But I am doing everything else. And the wonderful thing about it is that it's pointing us to Resurrection Sunday. So by the time we get there, by the time it's Good Friday, by the time you can eat again, we have been cleaned out. We have cleaned out. We've allowed Jesus to clean us out. We've allowed ourselves to let it go and give it to him. And then we'll be ready to receive our Resurrection Sunday like we've never experienced it before. I'm excited. I don't know about you all. I'm excited. Because this is a different type of Resurrection Sunday for me. It's really different. Each day is like a different adventure. Like, okay, what, are we gonna, what am I giving up today? And then checking in with other people, you know, accountability. Yes, yes. So it's not just about me, but I'm account, you know, are you, are you, you know. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. We got to go back on that one. I want to know Christ. We're fine with that. But when it says the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, we're not too keen on that part. So we will keep 10A. B, we will let go. Becoming like him in his death. That means as the more we die out to self, it's a suffering. The more we take on of Christ, we carry that cross. It's a suffering. So Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Now everybody's happy. Now it doesn't matter if he was late. We got our brother back. We're in fellowship. He's coming over for dinner. That's the next chapter. He's coming over for dinner. Right. And Martha likes to cook. And Mary's going to be sitting at his feet. 
and we go back to normal. That's the problem. Once the trauma is over, my God. Once he delivers us from whatever it is, we pick it right back up and we continue to do the same old thing. And Jesus is saying, but didn't I resurrect something? Didn't I bring something back to life in the newness of life? Why are you going back? Yes. He's saying now, why are you going back? No need to go back. Not now. Let's go forward. I want to know Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. We do. And we sang that song. But when church is over, can we still sing that song? Will we still sing that song to Jesus? Will we still let him know how much we love him? I worship and adore you. Bow down before you. You're the Lord of my life. You're the love of my soul. Whatever you want, I'm yours. It's easy to do it in here. As soon as we leave here, trust me. That's the fact. <laughs> so I just want to leave you with that today. That we don't have to remain sick. And Jesus did not come for the well. He came for the sick. So please don't get offended when I say you don't have to remain sick. And you say, I'm not sick. We're sick. But Jesus came to heal each and every one of us. And thanks be to God, we are all sitting in here today. We got to give him a praise. And know that Jesus is always right on time. To God be the glory. Great things God has done in Minister Spencer's life, in our life, in the life of our church. So we thank God for her growth in ministry and God has brought her here that she can minister to us. We thank God for this message. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. As we open the church, I would ask everyone if you can stand, please stand for a moment. Minister Spence reminds us about the scripture that Paul says, I want to follow after Christ Jesus that I may know him. 
if there's anyone among us that you have not come to a place yet where you can say, I know Christ, not know him mentally, but have a relationship with Christ, we invite you to consider making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. So we invite you to come. We invite you to come to demonstrate that you are giving your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, that your life can be transformed, your life can be changed. So we invite you to come. If you do not have a home church, we would also ask you to consider making St. Paul Baptist Church your home church. This is a wonderful church where we can grow together spiritually. We can grow together spiritually. There is no need, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no need for a child of God to go homeless without a home church. So we invite you to come. Make the decision to follow Jesus. Yes, Lord. Follow Jesus. Decided to follow Jesus. Yes, Lord. Turning back. No turning. Please come.